Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kickets Boomers. My guest today is Tanya Marie Villargin. Tanya was diagnosed with a corsosarcoma of the uterus in March of 2007 and has personally walked the path from diagnosis to survivor with dignity and grace, taking charge of her mindset first, then building her support team and adding in alternative wellness modalities that worked with the treatment set up by her medical team. Tanya learned how to go from surviving to thriving, and she can teach you to successfully navigate such a devastating diagnosis. Welcome, Tanya. How are you today? Thank you for having me, Terry. I really appreciate being here, and I am fantastic. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. So there is life after cancer, right? Yes. When you're in it and all you're eat, sleep, drink, everything is cancer. You can't really conceive mm-hmm. a time after. But here I am 16 years later, and there have been periods of time where I've gone months without the mindset or remembering that that I'm a survivor, right? Now that I'm coaching people and helping others through it, it's more relevant in my everyday activity. But right. when I put it aside, after a while, I was able to actually be free of it. Oh, that's great. So tell us your story. How did it come about? How were you diagnosed? Give us that background. So I felt a heaviness in my my abdomen, like my my fupa area. And it was it was different than like period heaviness and cramps and stuff like that. So I went to the gynecologist. I had my pap smear that came back fine. And then I was like, no, there's there's something going on. And I had an episode where I I started bleeding and I bled for 45 minutes. Like, yeah. Like exactly. a lot, right? Oh wow. My 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 bathroom looked like a horror story. Like it really like straight oh. out of Carrie. It was it was messy, it was disgusting. Oh. And like 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 a woman, I cleaned the bathroom and I cleaned myself. And oh then I went to the emergency room like a dumbass, right? Oh, so, but that's typical female. We do those kind of things. <laughs> right. And so I sat in the emergency room for six hours because I didn't look sick, right? Right. So, oh. you know, they gave me an ultrasound. They did a transvaginal ultrasound and all of that came back fine or inconclusive. So they're like, go see your gynecologist. I'm like, but I, I just saw my gynecologist. Right. So I went back to the, the gynecologist and she did more testing. She did something called a sonohistogram, which is where they inflate your uterus with saline Ooh. and then image you. That is not, that's not a thing to do. Like that's not. That doesn't pleasant. sound pleasant at all. No, it, it was not pleasant. It hurt. Wow. It hurt a lot. Um, You know, in a lot of people, there are cancer markers in your blood 
there were zero cancer markers in my blood. And I don't think that's the norm. And the reason I say that, because last year I had another cancer scare. So I ended up going to see an oncologist that specialized in hematology. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're fine. There's nothing in your blood. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. And she's like, what do you mean? Of course it does. And I was like, um, I had 10 pounds of cancer in my body and there was zero markers in my blood. And it looked like I had just punched her in the face. The look on her face, she was so surprised by that. And right. she's an expert in this field. Right. So I don't I don't think my case is typical at all. No, it doesn't sound typical at all. No. A healthy uterus is four ounces. Mine was over 10 pounds when they took it out. So my God, yeah. did they have to cut you open totally to get it out or did they do it laparoscopically? Uh, no, ma'am. I, I have a I have, right, right. I have a scar from my belly button all the way yeah. down to my woo-woo. That makes sense. Uh, if it was 10 pounds, that's the only way to get it out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So uh, I had to have a DNC for them to find the, the, the cancer cells. Ugh. And then we scheduled my my hysterectomy so i was diagnosed on march 27th 2007 which is weirdly enough the 10th anniversary of my first divorce almost to like the minute like it was just kind of interesting how how synchronicities work that way it is and then and then on may 5th we removed my 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 uterus and then I started um, what my oncologist called a chemo radiation sandwich. I said, no, thank you. I'll have the tuna. Like, it just sounds gross. It just sounds gross. But I relented, obviously. And right. so because my cancer was very aggressive and like a 5% chance of survival ship, not that we talked about that because right. we, we did not. I refused. Good. Um, for me, mindset, and every day while I was going through this, I visualized putting on Wonder Woman's panties because Wonder Woman doesn't die, which is why we have power pantaloons, because uh-huh. I feel to like the core of my toes that 95% of the reason I'm still here is because I told myself I was going to be here. I believe that's so important because even when I was going through cancer, mindset is so key. It's key. You have to believe you can be cured or you're not going to be cured. You have to believe. Absolutely. I have watched people get the diagnosis and say, okay, I'm done. And then die. I know. know. It's not. And it's horrifying, right? But you can't judge them for that. No, like, you can't. It, you don't know. You you haven't walked in their shoes. You don't know what stories they have from behind closed doors, and you you don't know what kind of uh, energy maybe, they can put into a battle it like was this. Was their time to go? Like I think we all have different times. We're supposed to be born and to go again, and maybe it was their time. And then you can't stop it. I don't care what your mindset is. If it's yeah. your time, and this is what's going to take you. It's going to take you. But there's lots of us where it's not really our time. So if we address it with the mindset, we can kick it. We can beat it. Yeah. So I believe that mindset is is paramount. And then right under mindset is your nutrition. 
Yes. You get your mind right and then you get your gut right. And yep. with those two things, you're sure to succeed, right? Right. Uh, I feel very strongly that you have to have your support network in complete alignment. Your friends, family, and your medical team all need to understand that your whole purpose is to kick cancer's ass. Mm-hmm. Nobody is to give you expiration dates. Nobody's to stand there in front of you and mourn you. That's <laughs> disgusting. Like, yes. And it happens. It happens. Like, If you want to support somebody who's going through cancer, mm-hmm. ask them how. They're the only person that can tell you what they need specifically. Yes. Yes. It might be, you might be the person that they call at 3 a.m. to vent to and cry about the fact that they have cancer. You might be the one that delivers the ice cream. You might be the one that 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 comes over and puts them in a car and drives them around the block so they don't have to look at their walls for another 10 minutes. Yep. Or you bring them a casserole or or some crazy thing that they're craving because miraculously they've decided they're actually hungry for something and want to eat. Wow. So it it could be any of those things or, or something you come different. Watch- Funny movies with them because watching happy, funny movies puts you into a whole new mind. Again, the mindset, it can really help you get over those feelings because we're all going to have those bad days. But if you watch a really funny movie, you can get out of it much quicker. Absolutely. Humor, 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 humor goes a long way. I'm going to tell a funny story now because we're talking about humor. I walked into my first day of radiation from head to toe in Barbie pink. I had one of those I dream of genie hairstyle bouffant. Oh, pink, my God. Outer powder puff pink wigs on right. down to the Hello Kitty pocketbook and the little pink shoes with the rhinestones on it. Right. So I I walk in like this and the nurse must have the- died laughing. Like, what is going on? The nurse behind the counter goes, oh, honey, let me take you back up to the fifth floor where the psych ward is. And I, and I said to her, I'm here for radiation. And she was so embarrassed that I'm like, no, that's the funniest thing I've heard all day. Like, you made me laugh, right? So oh my God. I, I, I went to radiation for five and a half weeks. And every day I, I walked in with a different color wig on. And they started a betting pool. Everybody in, in the <laughs> they would bet on what color the wig was going to be that day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I it's fun for everyone because they have sick people there every day, constantly. That's got to wear on them, too. It's not good for them. They are angels on earth. Anybody that works in oncology or yep. any kind of hospice care, yep. working with people that are probably going to die, they literally yep. are, are angels on earth because for a lot of us as, as survivors, when we're going through that, we can't have our family and our friends come for most of our appointments. Right. And we're doing all of this alone. So they're our lifeline. So if they're in a crappy mood, our experience is going to be crappy. So it's, yeah. I love that you did that. That just made it easier on you, easier on them. We have to learn to have fun with that. Fun and laughter, because laughter... It's medicine, right? It's, it's so important. Laughter is medicine. So the more you can laugh, and it seems kind of like, well, how can you laugh when you're going through cancer? You find things to laugh about because laughter will help you heal. 
there are stu scientific studies that talk about the, the the status of your mind and when you're when you're in a foul mood your immune system doesn't function correctly correct for hours Ooh. after five minutes of being angry pants right so like it literally detracts from your health right to, 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 to be mad at something yes for just five minutes yeah so you can't and you cannot have that you can't yeah. live in that kind of mindset that that environment while you're dealing with such such a life-threatening time of your life it's right you know. And and when I first was diagnosed, I wasn't angry right away. I didn't say, why me? Why me? I said, okay, obviously there's a lesson I'm supposed to learn. What is it? I'm going to have to learn it. And then the second thing I thought about is, okay, I got this cancer for a reason. So like you said, my nutrition must not be what it should be. Maybe I'm not taking the right vitamins. I'm not exercising enough or there's something missing. So I think people that think you can just go in and do chemo and radiation and be done are wrong because it can come back. But if you do the other modalities with it, the chances of it coming back are smaller and maybe it would take much longer. So I think it's important to use everything you can. Yes. And I used I, I used a plethora of of from energy healing like Reiki, aromatherapy. I talk like and my oncologist, I talked to him first. I'm like, I'm doing all of this. He goes, You could do all of that as long as you're not putting it in your mouth. So no herbs. And I said, Why? And he said, Because I don't want it to interfere with the chemo. Right. And that was a valid reason. Yes. So I had a cup of tea once in a while, but I didn't take any medicinal level herbs. Right. But I did a aromatherapy, chromotherapy, which is colors. The color blue is a healing color. The color green is a healing color, but it is also a color of growth. So we stayed far away from green. Yes. And we embraced blue. Right. Right. Crystals, sound healing, um, flower essences. I realized recently that I had like 30 or 40 plants in my bedroom. So when I closed the bedroom door, I was sleeping in a, a very oxygenated space, right? Yeah. And, and it's it's all of the little things. I would walk barefoot on the grass. I would do the grounding. Love activity. that. Yes, the grounding. Love that. Yep. Absolutely. You know, chant, 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 chant out under the moon asking for, for divine grace, right? Like all of, all of the things and spending time with friends and family and because because rituals you know social rituals mm -hmm. are important spending time with loved ones super important yep w working on your nutrition which i absolutely did not do i'm going to be completely candid that was not a thing i excelled at it was that was the one thing that i just absolutely did not embrace um until recently. Right. One thing um, I did right away, as I said, I have to start at least eating one salad every day. And I made it a big one and it had lots of different kind of fruits in there, not fruits, vegetables. And yes. so I did do that because I knew I wasn't eating enough fruit, uh, vegetables and roughage like lettuce and that kind. I wasn't eating enough of that. So I, I my problem wasn't what I was eating so much as how much of things I was eating. Right. Um, and the fact that I just didn't move off the couch. So. Ah, uh, yeah. Exercise really helps. 
Like people don't understand when you're going through cancer, you should still be exercising as much as you can. You won't be able to do a lot because you're super tired, but exercise is key. I did walk. a lot of walking. A little walk. A yeah. little walk. Yep. Walk the dog, walk the cat, walk the gerbil, whatever. Yep. Just just go for a little walk. And yep. and you, you you one of your one of your contacts can be that. Like can 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 you come take me to the park so I can walk from the car to the bench five hundred <laughs> yards over there. Right. And watch the water and then come back. Right. right. Because some days you don't have the energy yeah. to do anything. to do anything. Well, and your cancer was difficult because I think when you use your uterus, when you lose it, it's right there in the middle of your body. It's very difficult. I had lymphoma, which was much easier to cure. It has like 95% cure rate. So I didn't go through some of the horror that other people do that are really worried about not living through it. I knew I could cure it um, because lymphoma is very curable. You, you know, you say that I'm sitting over here like I I was blessed with uterine cancer and not breast cancer. I like That's true. That's true. Right. Like, I, and and I've told my husband, I said, if, if 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 I get any any cancer in any of the boobs, they're both going. There's no discussion. There's no, no, no. there will be not. It'll be it'll bilateral. Right. Mastectomy oh, immediately. Believe it or not, my husband had breast cancer. I believe that. So his mother had had it twice when she was younger, and she always told him, you've got to check yourself. Just because you're male doesn't mean you can't get breast cancer. So Correct. he found a, a little like nodule in his breast, like really hard, but it was small. And he went to the family doctor and said, I want a biopsy. And the doctor looked at him and said, well, watch it for a while. It's probably just a cyst. He goes, no, I want a biopsy. So he goes, well, if you insist, and he did it, but the surgeon said it was a very, very aggressive breast cancer. And by from the time that he saw the doctor and got to the surgeon, it had already doubled. So it was very aggressive. So you do have to advocate for yourself, don't you? That is a soapbox I will stand on all yep. day long. Yeah. If you know there's something going on with your body, it is not only your right, it is your responsibility to stand up for yourself. Yes. Your medical, it, it, they're knowledgeable. However, medicine is expanding and growing every day. And it is called a medical practice for a reason. Yes. They are practicing. They the are. thing that they need to respect, because I respect the fact that they're very educated. Yes. The thing they need to respect is I live here 24-7 and yep. I'm telling you right. there's something going on. Absolutely. You need to speak up for yourself. Yep. Because it is, it literally, if I had not, I would have died 16 years ago. Oh, you would have. Absolutely. You knew, you knew internally that you were intuitive and you knew there was something wrong. And I think a lot of times people do know, I knew something was wrong. The reason you know. I found I found my own cancer. So I was starting to feel extremely tired. Now, I'm, I always feel tired. I felt tired my whole life. So I get up and I drink lots of coffee and then I can kind of do my thing. But I was feeling worse and I was taking hour and a half naps. I went to the doctor. She did blood work and she goes, oh, you just need iron. That's all you need, iron. So for three months, I'm taking iron. I'm still feeling tired. And then I I found a lump and I'm like, oh, what's this? Laying back in bed, it was very itchy. And then I started feeling it and I'm like, oh my God, this is a lump. 
So then I went back and she did the ultrasound and everything. But she was just ready to say, oh, it's just iron. So yeah, you've got, when you feel something's wrong, you need to follow up. Absolutely. I absolutely believe that our body talks to us all the yep. time yep. and that we're not taught how to listen to our body. Yes. So if you're getting clues from your body, yep. whether it's a new smell, it's a new scent, it's it's a new itch, it's a new whatever, like yes. it's a new feeling. Yes. Just a knowingness. Right. Respect that. And the more you respect that, right, the more cues you will get from your body. Yes. And I would like to say that I had an itch like right in my groin area that was there for a year, a mm. year, this area was itching me all the time. And I had been to the gynecologist and she said, oh, just put cream on it. Don't worry about it. No, itching is a sign of cancer. If you have an area that itches a lot, it could be. It doesn't mean it is, but it could be a sign of cancer. And I don't think most people talk about that. They're not aware. There's a lot we don't talk about. They're, like we don't talk about uh, the you know, when you're told you're going to lose hair yes, because of, because, because of your chemo, right. um, everybody uh, just, this, this is the only hair you have. Right. <laughs> After my, like, cause I, we, I, I rocked a mohawk and then, and then right before I went in at 38, I had my first mohawk cause we're going to do it right. If we're going to have no hair, right. we're right. going to, we're, we're, we're going to be a everything with yes. humor and a blaze of glory. Right. Yeah. So, so we we shaved it off and I was bald as a cue ball and I went in for my four days of, of chemo because I had to be inpatient oh. because my my cancer was so aggressive. They had to give me a rescue drug before, during and after my cancer. Right. And because of how long it took, I had to be inpatient. Right. So after my first round of in the hospital four days, the first thing I wanted to do was take a shower. So I come home, I take a shower and suddenly... I have all of my pubic hair in my hand and now 45 minutes I'm crying. I'm having my meltdown in the, in the shower because I was too stupid to realize hair meant all my hair, right? Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can spare even one woman that kind of trauma, like right. just by talking about my story, then right. I want to do that. Right. When you have a radiation on your abdomen, sometimes you don't have bathroom cues like you used to. Oh, and I have absolutely pooped myself at ShopRite, oh. Oh. grocery shopping or Walmart or whatever. Oh. And that's, yeah, it, you know, it is, but. Heck yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I'm going to clean myself up, change and, 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 and go yeah. on with my day. You right. cannot control the situation. Nope. You can only control how you respond to it. And if if you respond humiliated, like that's going to detract from your day. Yeah. And you're going to stop doing things that are important to you. Don't right. do that. Don't Absolutely do, that. do not do that. No. Have yourself a little to go kit. I it, I have one in, in, in all the cars. It's got butt wipes. It's got a change of clothes. Yep. And and some spray perfume. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you need that. And yeah. And it. And some days, right? Like some days it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And we just like, and, and as we get older, it's going to start happening again too, right? Like, absolutely. <laughs> everybody's done it. We've all been in diapers, right? right. We have all done it. Right. Society doesn't want to talk about the ugly things. No. So 
I, I really appreciate your platform so that we could talk about the ugly things. It's right. absolute. I talk about it on my platform all the time. Right. We talk about that stuff because it's important for people to have some kind of understanding what might happen to your body right. as you go through this because right. your, your doctor is only going to tell you the bare minimum. You sign that piece of paper. All of the things are this big and you can't read what some of the side effects are. Right. They're overwhelmed because according to American Cancer Society, one in every two people, that's 50% of the populace, wow. will have some kind of cancer before they die. That's the current statistic. Right. When I was diagnosed, it was one in three. So it is not getting better. It is getting worse. And, it, yep. it, you know, it's the stuff that's in our food. It's the stuff that it's in our skincare. It's the stuff it's that's in the in air. Our it's everywhere. Every in our water. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, you know, we talk a lot about genetic being a cancer driven five to eight percent is based on genetics right. the rest of it is on toxins right so we need to start talking about the fact that it's the toxins that are causing cancers yes. and not the genetics right absolutely i totally agree with that the other thing i'd like to put out there is that i had another red flag that i totally ignored because i wasn't thinking i used to dye my hair blonde every month and the last like five months before i was diagnosed Every time I put the coloring on my hair, I would get this metallic taste in my mouth. That mm. should have been a cue that something's not right because it never used to happen. Then all of a sudden, every month, I'm this metal taste. And that was telling me this is toxic. You've got to stop using it. And I don't want to say it's not toxic for everyone, but it was for me. So if you are coloring your hair and you start getting a metallic taste in your mouth, it's toxic. You're going to have to find another way to color your hair. There are some other things you can do that aren't toxic, but what I was using was toxic. So, you know, as soon as my hair fell out, I just said, I'm not going to color it anymore. It came in, you know, silver and gray. And I said, it's fine. I have my podcast, Kick-Ass Boomers. We're allowed to be gray, right? We, we, oh, and blue, right? And like, blue, right? we're allowed, we're allowed to have that like, 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 like blue, right? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't dye my hair for a long time afterwards because immediately I, I dyed it and uh, I, I used a permanent black, right? Like I put black in and, and it washed way. out. It oh. washed out. A okay. permanent black dye washed right out of my hair. I'm like, oh, I guess my hair has decided it doesn't want any of that. Yep. Yep. That and then for like too. 10 years, I just didn't dye it. Right. Um, I've been blue for a few and I, I, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a fun thing and it makes people laugh. It makes people smile. People that see you going in and out of the store, I'm sure, are saying, look at her with the blue hair. Why yeah, look look fun? at that dumb old lady over there with the blue hair, right? It's I fun. I'll tell you in Germany, because my husband's German, they're all with the blue and the pink and the purple. And yeah, most of them, it's like everywhere. So have fun with it. Why not? You only like... It's your ride and somebody else's opinion of me is none of my business. I'm nope. going to do me. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to take risks. I'm going to go out and do the things that I want to do because I want to do them. Right. Yep. Like I'm not living your life. I'm I'm living mine. So right. I shouldn't worry about what you or, you know, Susie Q next door is is, is judging me on. Right. If that's right. what she wants to do with her life is just watch other people and be like, Right. Then that's on her, right? Like, I totally agree. Totally. Yep. 
Yep. I never worry about what other people think. I haven't worried for a long time because when you worry about, you stop yourself. You just don't do what you really want to do because you're worried about being criticized. Nope. I have never done that. But, and maybe when I was real young and you know, you're going through teenage years and you're a young mother, you're worried about people think about you. But at a certain point I go, I don't care what they think. I know what I'm doing is right for me. I don't worry about it. I I think as we, uh, we we age our um get get give a give a give a fuck meter um exactly <laughs> changes and we're less worried about other people and we we're just done with drama and stupid teenage stuff and and we just you know like high school was a very long time ago yeah we stop acting like we're in high school because I'm not interested exactly <laughs> exactly but I'll tell you when you work in an office that oh. goes on a lot that which is why. Some people I know go, I can't work in those offices. It's just like being back in high school. I can't do it. <laughs> I work remotely for that reason. That is a good <laughs> reason. Yep, I agree. Why not? And then you can go from one job to your podcast and, you know, in a couple of steps. So why not? That's the best way. I. It is uh, two and a half steps. <laughs> I have to come all the way up the steps to my podcasting room. So a whole flight. And what I've been doing is I, I've been doing real estate for like 18 years, but I knew at some point I didn't want to keep doing it. So I thought, well, what do I want to do in the meantime? That's when I started podcasting. So I started it three years ago thinking I'd be retired from real estate by now, but here I am. Uh, as soon as my house sells, I'm out. But it hasn't sold yet, so I'm still, you know, a lot of different things happen. I had people come to me that really needed help selling their problem properties, so we got them sold. But that just dragged everything out. But whatever, I was doing what I was supposed to do. But now, as soon as mine is sold, I'm out of here. I'm moving to Florida, and I'm ready to start having fun. And have fun now. I mean, you don't yeah. have to wait in the Florida to have fun. Well, I'm a little bogged down with getting rid of stuff because we, are, my husband and I have been married for 53 years. He's wow. been in the construction industry. So we have mostly him, but we'll say we have accumulated a lot of crap that we have to get rid of. And it's not fun, but he's not in great shape. So I'm doing his work. I mostly got rid of my junk already, but I still am getting through some of his so but we're getting very close so i can't wait <laughs> i i i understand and the the youngest just turned 18 in, oh. in june and graduated high school so now we're not beholden to this state anymore and i cannot wait to move so yeah yep. we'll be doing that in the next year or so too yeah yeah it's fun and i'm going to downsize because the less you have to worry about the more time you have for fun for enjoyment, meeting your friends for lunch, going to a movie. Do, uh, so we'll have a little rancher down in Florida and that's all I need. So we're getting rid of a ton of stuff. <laughs> I, I need a spot for all of my books. I, I have a hard time giving up those. But... I'll tell you, that was one of the hardest things for me. And I'm not, I didn't give them all up, but we, I collected books. My husband collected books. My four kids left books behind. So I had been donating books for months and I'm saying four and five boxes at a time. And I still have some left that have to be donated. I will take some, but I can't take them all. There's just too many. I do love my books. I'm, you know, your healing books that you're always referring to, they have to come and gardening books that I want to refer back. They're referral books that you need to keep. 
Like a novel, I read it once, it's gone. But I have a lot of other books. Right. Like so 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 now now that I'm 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 helping people. So so now there's there's more books on Reiki, there's more books on crystal healing, right. there's more book like like, you know, cancer and 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 written by oncologist books and and yes. all, all of this other stuff because I think it's important for me to continually be educated. And Absolutely. One of the ones I'm reading right now, which I think is fantastic, is the metabolic approach to cancer, which talks about how to make your body alkaline. So And that's key. You know, I'm part of the Edgar Casey group for 40 years. And Edgar Casey said, like, I don't know, he's been dead since 1945. He always said, if you keep your body alkaline, cancer can't grow. So it's key. I had a hard time doing that. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't keep it alkaline enough. But if you keep your body alkaline, cancer can't grow. Yep. So that's, yeah, that's a great book. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You so know, another and- clue out there for people who are afraid of cancer, if it's in your family, learn how to keep your body alkaline. What do I have to eat? What do I have to drink? All that kind of stuff. It's important. Yes. Yes. And 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 find the new gurus such as Gary Brecca uh, of 10X Health. Oh, no, you need the ultimate human podcast. Ah, okay. Absolutely. Listening to that. Yep. You. You absolutely I need to should. Have him on my podcast too. <laughs> if you nail them down, you let me know. Yeah, I know. The, the more the more famous they are, the harder they are to nail down. <laughs> he is an amazing human being. He's a human biologist, and he used to work for for life insurance companies. He's one of the five people on the planet that could testify in court on 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 that kind of stuff, and uh, he could accurately predict your death with um within one month based on um like five years of medical knowledge and your demographics right and then he's like i he realized there were people at the end of the numbers and he's like i can't do this i want to help people so he went full in on helping people and he's just he's just an amazing person oh that's great yeah 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 i'd like to know absolutely absolutely follow him yeah i will yeah yeah um, and what's his last name again? Brecca, B-R-E-C-K-A. Okay, okay, good. I will definitely- You can find, you'll, you'll go trip over him on TikTok, I promise you. Okay. <laughs> He's everywhere and everybody's is, is reposting his stuff all over the place. Good, because the more knowledge we can get out there, the better. Like even sharing things today, like the red flags that maybe someone's experiencing that right now and they have no idea that could mean cancer. So now they're going to go to their doctor and they're going to be tested. So the more we talk about it, the better. Yes. Yes. I, like, like I didn't know the metallic thing. That right. you, taught, you taught me something. And every time I talk to another survivor, right. I'm hearing a different thing. I'm learning, yes. I'm learning things about breast cancer. That wasn't my experience. I didn't have breast cancer. Right. They have, they have cool little camisoles that help compress after surgery. I, I, oh, cool. Awesome. Right. Like, Talking about our experiences so that we can help other people and make it easier on them is the entire point. Absolutely. The entire point, just because it's a hard journey. If we can help someone else get through it easier and the more, you know, going in, the easier it is, because then when it happens, you're not crying in the shower because you expected it. So you weren't upset. So, right. Yeah. Right. And if, if, 
your oncologist is recommending a surgery or chemo and radiation in your abdominal area, uh, ask about sexual dysfunction. Because yes. every person that I have spoken to that has had radiation in those areas has talked about some form of dysfunction. Oh. I have yet to come across somebody who hasn't. So there will be some some kind. Right. So expect it. Right. Expect be prepared. it. Yeah, you won't be all upset. I was not prepared. Right. Right. Oh, it's a shame because, you know, we really... We think our doctors will share this stuff with us, but they only have limited time and there's so many different things to share. So the more- And it's on that paper with the teeny words. Right, right. right. And I heard you another podcast, you said you created a medical binder for yourself and my daughter created one for me. I didn't have to do it. Just yes. She created, say, that's wonderful, because then everything's in one spot. And if someone asks you, well, when did you have that test or when was your last whatever, you go to that binder and everything's right there. I was lucky. My daughter did that. Oh, my God. My daughter did this whole big sheet where she wrote all my tests in and she'd bring it to the doctors. They would see her walk in and they would go, oh, <laughs> they knew that. But she asked the question. She she was advocating for me and she was great. Yes. Yes. I think, I think having some form of, I actually, I called it my portable brain. Right. Right. And I wrote down what each doctor was telling me. Right. And all the lab work went on this one page. All the appointments went over here in chronological order. And then they had different spots based on uh, what it was. Was it a surgery? Was it a uh, imaging test? Was it lab work? Was it whatever, right? Like a follow-up visit and all of it was over there. There was a list of medications over here. There yep. were, and you can't do actionable steps if you don't have stuff to be actionable on. If you don't have metrics, right. you don't know what's working and what's not working. You And so it's super important to do it. Yeah. I about five years ago, my husband and I were, were cleaning up and we stumbled across my old binder and in a healing ritual, I destroyed it. And I'm kind of upset that I did it now, right? Like, right. but I needed it at the time. Right. But now I'm, I'm now I'm kind of cranky at myself because that was a wealth of knowledge that it's I destroyed. A wealth. I have mine sitting right over there. I can look at it right now. And it is a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, and then if anybody else in the family develops something similar, they can look through my book too. I actually had an older brother die of lymphoma, but he died in 1990 when they weren't using the same um, chemicals. They just added one new one and it made it so much better. So, and he also didn't want to live. I can, I can say that. He didn't have the mindset. He was very depressed. He wanted out. He was a smoker. He drank a ton of coffee all day. So he didn't really want to live either. So, and that's key. You've got to want to live. You've you got to, to expect to beat it. And he didn't, and he didn't beat it. He died. At like yep. 40. He was very young. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's sad, but it, it is I like I had my best friend from high school. She supported me through my entire journey. And then uh, six or seven years after I was diagnosed, she was diagnosed and she just slept. I'm done. She said it out loud. Right. But right. yeah, but she 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 was done. And um, right. 
and I, I respect her decision because it was her decision. Like yes. you can't, I, yeah, I love her enough to allow her to, to make her own choices. And one right. of my last conversations with her, I was like, so what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm talking to my mom and grandpa's here. And, and so she's okay. like, every, the entire family came to welcome her. And I like, oh, that's and I knew it was only going to be a matter of days after that. And it Absolutely. was. Yep. At, when they're there in the room with you, they're getting ready to take you. And, and it's so, and she was ready. So you can't falter on that. She was ready. No. To- transition to a new life to new new challenges that you do on the other side because we're always working there's other things to do over there so yeah you can but if you truly want to live and you feel like you're not done here yet then you've got to get your mindset right that's key we can so i like i i will stand on that soapbox with you i (laughs) i uh, for me the the mindset is absolutely the most and, and it's the thing that i teach my clients absolutely. is like we start with mindset yes and what what we do is if if wonder woman's not your thing it's batman or it's your grandma because your your grandma was the most stubborn person you ever knew or it's 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 it's, it's a celebrity or, or or whoever it is right like right. you take the aspect that you need from them yes and right. you put it on like armor yep and you visualize yourself in it. There's this one one study where they they took two groups of kids and they gave them a, a puzzle that was not solvable. And they told one group of kids to pretend they were Batman and do the puzzle. The kids that were Batman worked longer at the problem right. than the kids who were not Batman. So you can you can stand in the superhero pose for just two minutes and and just breathe and expand your chest and it'll 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 give you confidence yes like there are studies that prove this stuff yep our mind is so vast we use zero percent of it i know (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of speakers that will do that pose right before they go on stage because i'm one of them yeah see it builds that confidence and then you go out and you blow everybody away you do a great job so yes, absolutely. yes, yep. I wear I wear my power pantaloons every day. <laughs> I do. I love it. I love it. That's so good. Well, this has been great. So, where can my audience find you if they want to have you help them through the process? Do you have a website or do you have an email? Or- I I do. My link tree is right there. Link oh, tree. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> link tree, Tanya Bellargen, but okay. my website is ginger, G I N G E R E D, rose, R O S E dot com. Okay. Great. You can find me on, on Spotify, Power Pantaloons Podcast. You can find me on Facebook or Insta and just DM me. Are you in Happy LinkedIn to too, by any chance? Absolutely. Okay. But if you, if you go to the, my link tree, it will give you all of my social okay. media. Because I will connect on LinkedIn because I do a lot of promoting on LinkedIn. So yeah, we'll make sure. Sure. And and if you want, we I can give you that so you can put it in the show notes so it would make it easier for people to... Absolutely. I, I like to put all the connections in the show notes. So absolutely. Thank you, yep. Terry. You're it's welcome. been fantastic being here. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. I thank you for joining us and it gave my audience a lot of new knowledge and knowledge is power. So it's really, really fantastic that you were able to join us. I love it. Thank you. Thank you.
We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old. Looking to take your podcast to the next level with video? Are you looking to develop a podcast but don't know where to start? From recording and editing to final distribution and marketing, we can help every step of the way to make your podcast stand out and get the results it deserves. Contact us today at premierpodcastpros.com to take your podcast to the next level.